Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Fabian Raphael, and you can find her at FabianRaphael.com. She has shared the stage with John Lee Dumas, Chris Brogan, Sue Zimmerman, and spoke at the last New Media Europe conference in London. She's been featured in Forbes, ABC, Fox, CBS, uh, Inc., and Huffington Post, and has appeared on over 40 podcasts, summits, mastermind groups, such as Entrepreneur on Fire, one of the top podcasts in the world. Now, Fabian is the creator of the Dream Method. With her one-on-one coaching and the Coaching Empire Elite Mastermind, she helps high achievers like you, Startup Nation, monetize their knowledge, replace your income, fire your darn boss, and build a coaching consulting business that you can be proud of. Again, you can find her at FabianRaphael.com. Fabian, welcome to your first 100K, top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Oh, thank you so much for inviting. I'm so happy to be here, and I really enjoyed our chat before hitting the recording button. Um, so what I can add to this beautiful introduction that you made is uh, actually, I didn't grow up thinking I was going to be an entrepreneur. Um, so sometimes you don't know what life will, <laughs> I was going to say, throw at you, you know, um, who you're going to meet, how you're going to evolve as a person, what you will experiment in life and how it will change you. So I think that I just met the right people and I kept an open mind and it got me into, you know, attending conferences, wanting to learn more about stuff, about entrepreneurship. And I, and I had other businesses before having my online business, but what really drove me to get my online business is literally like the freedom lifestyle that it could, it, it could give you. And, and also the fact that I'm working like very close to people and being and witnessing like their, how they evolve and how their life is changing with my help. And that for me is extremely fulfilling. Mm, it feels so good when you see someone go from a before situation, which is pain, suffering, struggle to the after transformation where they have peace, they have time freedom, they're spending more time with the people they love, their family, their kids. And you're like, wow, I got to participate in that. 
I didn't cause that. They took action, but I got to participate in that. What a great, great experience. So is this why you're such a big fan of coaching and helping people grow thriving coaching practices? Yeah, the before and after effect. And I have to say, like, through all my journey, you know, I, I graduated as a physical therapist. So before and after, great. You know, you see someone coming limping and then they can walk and they can run with your help. That's great. I also had a home staging business. And if you know about home staging, it's like preparing a home for sale. So when you get in and you see the house, how it looked like and you fix it, you put it like pretty ready for the best buyer to come and, you know, give a big, big amount of money for the house. It's a big before and after effect and same thing for the coaching business. So, uh, so these, yeah, this is literally something that really fulfills me. For sure. mm, so good. I like the way you described that. So startup nation is your business limping right now. Do you need some physical therapy? or financial therapy for your business, right? That's what Fabian is going to teach us today. So Fabian, start us off with something personal. Take a minute, share something personal um, about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Ooh, something personal about me that very few people know. Uh, maybe that I used to play the piano. I used to play classical music. I played for close to 20 years and I did some concerts uh, for school and everything. And I used to be able to play like Chopin by heart, you know, on the keyboard. Uh, but now, I don't know, it's been a while I haven't touched it. So I'm, I'm very curious, you know, if I sit at the piano again, if it will all come down like back in my memory all of a sudden, or if I will struggle a little bit. Yeah. I challenge you this week, Fabian, to go sit in front of a piano, even if it's at the local mall in front of everybody and just see what your fingers do. Do you, do you accept my challenge? Okay. I'll, I'll try to do that. If I find a piano, you know, we're still in lockdown here. <laughs> well, you know, look for a piano with a mask on it. You should be fine. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get started here into uh, your story. Um, how long ago did you start this coaching practice? You obviously had multiple businesses, mm -hmm. some successful. I'm sure you had some failures just like myself along the way. Um, but how long ago did you start this business and how are you doing with it? I know you're over six figures already. How long did it take? Tell us that story. Um, so I started about like six years ago, I would say, because when I started being like more serious about the online world, I started with my podcast. Um, it was called Marketing to Crush Your Competitors. And I kept that podcast for about, it was like five years. And I interviewed like a ton of influencers from the online world. And this is where I learned a ton of stuff and connected with a ton of people. Um, but at that time, I was still suffering big time with the imposter syndrome and, you know, the, the fact that who would pay me to, to teach them whatever, or I didn't recognize that I had gifts and that I would be able to help other people get to reach their goals. And um, so really it took, I, I stayed stuck for a while before selling anything. So I was just sharing a lot of value, but not necessarily like being paid uh, necessarily for it, right? Um, I would say it maybe took me like almost like two years before selling something that was really low in pricing. And even though I, I did that first sell, like I was really excited, but, but of course, like 
it would not it would not make your business sustainable right so i would say that my journey through the 100k it probably took me like about 3 4 years before getting there because i was stuck so much on the fact that who would want to you know to pay me for my services um, how i got out of it is of course you know i i, I reached out for help um, and i remember having this very vulnerable and uncomfortable conversation with my life partner because I was I was in a place where I was always doing the same mistakes. I was starting stuff and not finishing. And of course, like deep down, uh, subconsciously, it was because I knew it was going to fail. So basically, it wasn't worth it to do all that effort because the end the end result would have been the same. Um, so, so I got into uh, life coaching. I met this wonderful life coach and sitting down at her office and she was asking me questions and deeper and deeper questions until, until that question she asked and I replied, I am nothing. So it's as if like in my subconscious mind, I was not even existing. So if I wasn't existing, like who would really pay attention to someone who's not necessarily there, right? So she was able like with, with, with work, of course, and with time, I was able to uncover that. And really when she, when I said that, and when she made me realize, you know, like, do you realize what you just said? I just started laughing. I was like, this is so ridiculous that I remember saying that this is so ridiculous, but but still, at the time, I wasn't aware that this was the type of belief I had in my subconscious mind. So I would say that things started shifting at that period. And of course, like hiring the right people, the right coaches, um, implementing the right strategies and being consistent with it, because now it's really easier to be consistent with stuff because when you know what you're doing and when you know why and you know that you could you can make it happen you don't have the same attitude as when you feel that oh my god is this going to fail or that you're afraid of what people will say or uh that you will you're wondering if you will hit your goal or not and stuff like that so all that uncertainty um it i was i was able like to overcome a lot of that and then this is where things started shifting for me and uh and i i was able to make things happen finally for my business but uh but yeah it was a it was a journey that i wouldn't change for anything because each of these steps, when I remember them, like there were, there were always great lessons. And then I could go back to some of the things I used to be doing and then realize, oh my God, like I was still stuck in that mode at that time um, compared to today where, you know, the person you see here today talking to you. And if I had this interview, same interview five years ago, I'm not sure it would have been like exactly the same um, the same person. You would well, have. five years ago, I wouldn't be able to see you because you were invisible. <laughs> some of you got that okay so fabian thank you for sharing that i mean you really got went deep with us there into the mental game all right of entrepreneurship that happens between our head and so much of this show this content we get into mindset and you were just all about mindset there like saying hey there was a breakdown there was a blind spot in between my ears uh that was keeping me playing smaller, always self-sabotaging yeah. because what's the point? It's going to fail anyway. Why would I put in all this work and effort? 
So Startup Nation, I challenge you, sit with, do you have a similar belief system that's limiting you, that's holding you down, pinned down, a heavy rock on top of you? And every time you try to take a step in your business to go forward, to succeed, uh, you're constantly just stumbling over the same rocks over and over again because there's rocks in your head that you don't even know are in there. Like Fabian just opened up and was raw and honest about the rocks in her head that were constantly holding her back in her business and in her life, I suspect, as well. So the first step I see she took, she asked for help. She went to, well, first off, she spoke to someone she loved, cared about, and listened to them as they told her something very uncomfortable about herself. Are you willing to do the same? Ask your spouse. They know you best. Like nobody knows you better, your character defects and flaws than your spouse because they get to put up with you every single day. True or true. Okay. And I, I'm speaking for myself here, right? With my wife. So at, start with them first. And then if they point out some stuff and you can't access it or get past it on your own, go ask for additional help, professional, like a life coach or a guy like me you know, to blow up rocks in your life. It's what I do and I'm darn excellent at it. And that's not a ego trip. That's just saying, I love doing what Fabian described. I love you walking in with all these limps and rocks on top of you. And we just take some dynamite and detonators. We point out the rocks and we blow those suckers up once and for all. You don't need years and years of counseling and therapy. Now that's, that's good for some people, but it's mostly if you just want to talk about your problems but not actually ever get rid of your problems. So get honest with that question. Are you pretending you want to get rid of your problems or are you actually somewhat comfortable in that dysfunction because you've been in it so long? Mm -hmm. I know I was, right? And someone had to get in my face about it and it was awkward and uncomfortable. So Fabian, thank you for going there. So that's the mental game of this episode of entrepreneurship. Let's get into the practical and tactical and strategic part of how you built this business. First off, I need to know, and Startup Nation it has their pen and paper out, and they want to know, how the heck did you get on Forbes, ABC, Fox, CBS, Inc., Huffington Post, and all these other major media outlets? How did you do it? Like, how can they do it? What do you got for them? Mm, okay, so you know what? It's all about relationships. That's but none of us want to hear that because that's work and that takes time. And we have to put up with people that annoy us. So is it there a hack? <laughs> you remember um, uh, I told you that uh, when I got started, like being more serious online, I started with a podcast. So I connected with a ton of people. And one of the guests that I had on my podcast was also um, writing for Forbes um, and and we connected pretty well during the interview. And it's not during or right after the interview that I had an idea about like, what, what about we write an article for Forbes? Uh, it was just a few weeks after because we kept on, we kept that relationship going. Like, you know, uh, I'm checking her stuff, she's checking mine and we get into each other's inbox once in a while. Um, and, and I, bumped into your inbox and I said, well, what do you think if we co-write an article about this for Forbes? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. And it was that 
for, for Forbes, it was, it was that easy. Um, the other ones I would say is just like, again, it's, it's again about relationships, but I would say uh, for, for someone starting up or, you know, that doesn't have so many interviews or features, uh, it's just like to go to these platforms where, you know, who's writing, um, maybe follow one or two of these, of these people writing for these uh, publications, and then start interacting with them on social media, and add comments, but not comments like, right, good job, you know, like comments that ask you a deeper thoughts, um, and make you stand out about above other people who are commenting on their stuff. And of course, they're going to notice you eventually. And and then when you've done that uh, for a few weeks, for example, you can pop in their inbox and ask and start a conversation. And, and actually for sure, like they're going to remember you. If they read all their content and all their comments, they're going to remember you, especially if you're always the first person commenting after they write something, right? Um, the other thing so also is whenever you get that first feature, well, try to ask for other features, right? People forget to ask. Um, of course, it's all about whenever like you do something like that, it's all about giving, you know, providing value for their audience. But also at a certain point, if you don't ask, like if they know other people writing for other publications or if they know other podcast hosts, like that would be, uh, that you would be a great fit to be on their show, then, you know, like you will have to do all that work yourself. So warm leads, as you know, Joseph, because you told me this is how you get you get people on your podcast. It's only warm leads. And that's great because you make sure that people that come here, they fit with the message that you want to provide to your audience, right? So it's exactly the same thing for someone who wants to expand their reach and be in front of, you know, all these publications um, or inside of these podcasts, well, this is what they have to do, you know, um, mm. create, build, nurture, and maintain those relationships because it seems easier said than done. And look, look for it yourself on social media. Like I'm, I'm a huge connector. I'm, I'm the type of person that will keep in touch with someone. I, I'm very good at following up and, you know, checking people's stuff and maintaining relationships, but the majority of people aren't. So as soon as you are like that, you're able to stand out above so many other people and it's easier for you to get, you know, to get those features eventually. That's a great point, Fabian. So how do you do that without spending all your time just following people, commenting on their stuff? Like, how do you do it in a, do you automate it where you have some kind of, uh, you know, alerts that are going off to go check back with so-and-so it's been three weeks, go dope go plug into their content. I'll speak firsthand out of sight, out of mind. Like I have hundreds of guests that have been on my shows. And then I have another top 100 in the faith space. So I have hundreds of faith-based people as well. And they're all super connected, right? And media outlets and everything like that. But I don't sit there and actually think, Hmm. Like, let me go follow hundreds and hundreds of people and all their content and comments. And so I would have no life. And my wife would not like me. My little baby daughter would grow up without a dad. Like, so how do you do it in a way that works for your life? I know I'm being playful right now, but it's a very real question. Yeah, it's a real question. Um, I would say to focus only on a few at a time. 
uh, depending on, on the time that you have. And then eventually if it grows, like, for example, for someone like you have, have someone else doing it for you. Um, not necessarily commenting on their, their post because I think that is very personal, but I mean reaching out and just like and just uh, introduce yourself and, and whatsoever because there's, there's a very like personalized way to do so, um, you know, because what people don't want is someone to come to them with a template or someone who doesn't know about what they've been doing and then asking for something okay, can I be on your show and they haven't listened to it or they don't know anyone who's been featured on it or they don't know about you whatsoever. Um, so, so I would say like just to select a few at a time and then second thing, if you want, you can delegate it to someone else. Okay, very good Startup Nation. I asked that question for you. Come on, you know, it was for you because I love you, I care about you. I put myself under the bus. All right, so... <laughs> Fabian, um, how to get into the media. I'm really clear on how you did that, right? Just one relationship at a time and you used and leveraged the platform that you had worked hard to build. Really cool. All right. Take us through your top three tips and strategies of how you really monetize this coaching business and how my audience can do the same in theirs. Okay, so I would say that um, the first thing when you start your coaching business, the quickest way to get to your six figures is literally to have a one on one coaching with a high ticket offer. Um, and don't get me wrong here, I'm not saying to sell like almost nothing for a big amount of money because like some people are like, well, some of those coaches, they're overcharging. Yes, some of them do. But if you really provide transformation to your audience, and they get a clear result after going through your framework, then of course you could, you could have high-end uh, and high-end offer to attract these clients to your business. Plus, as I said earlier, the reason why I, I was really fond of the coaching business world is the fact that it gives you, it gives you back some time, right? Um, so when you work with your clients and when you have those coaching calls, for example, what they have to do in between the calls, well, you have to make sure that it will lead them to crush their goals at the end of your program, for example. And then when you take care of giving that high level of service to all your clients, well, guess what? They talk about, about you to other people. And then again, we spoke about that already, warm leads. So they refer you people to your business and you didn't even you didn't even start spending, you know, money on marketing, for example, because the word of mouth, I feel is like the best marketing that you can get. Um, so like just with a few clients a month, you can have like two or three clients a month and still be able to hit your six figures at the end of the, at, of the year. The second thing also you have to, to worry about is um, how long is your offer? You know, like how long are these people working with you? And is it good for your cash flow? Do you want people to pay you in full or you want people to pay you like month after month after month? And then if they do that, then you could, you could definitely calculate, okay, how many clients do I need to be able to get to that six figures at the end of the year? The third thing is to think about, um, the recurring aspect of your business or how you can serve your clients. So are you a one-time deal person or, or are you a person that really cares about supporting their clients over time, right? So if your first program is three months, then what happens after three months? If you're done with your client, is there a way that you can support them 
after those three months for maybe a lower level type of offer, but still have them in your business to nurture that relationship and to make them go to that other level. And sometimes what might happen, <laughs> like it happened, it happened to me in my business, a client of mine was like, can I have a lifetime offer? <laughs> and first of all, I started, I laughed and I thought she was joking. I was like, I don't have any lifetime offer. That's what I thought the first time she said it. And then a week after she went into my inbox and, you know, messaged me again. She's like, I was serious. You know, you didn't come back to me with an offer. Like, I really want to work with you for a longer period than the time that we have now. Is it possible? So I was able to, you know, make a custom offer for her so she could work like for a longer period of time with me because she really appreciates the, you know, the how she evolves as a person and as a coach working with me. Um, so I would say, yeah, yeah, these three things. So starting with, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching is the fastest way, then having a high ticket offer, and then also thinking about how you could support your client over time. So the lifetime value of your client is way higher than if it's just the one deal and, you know, done and let's go next. Cause that's the, I feel that this is the, the highest um, cost of marketing when you don't, think ahead of the curve about how I can serve my clients longer. You know, very few people come on the show and speak about the lifetime value of their customer. Very few, uh, surprisingly. And I really appreciate you shared that. I'm very curious, and I know Startup Nation is very curious, how much is your coaching worth for life? For like, life? <laughs> yeah, what was the number you put to that? And first off, like you really need to like that client. Like if you're going to do life with them. <laughs> no, what we did is just we extended like the we extended the, the agreement that she already had with me. We extended it for a few years. And then we we agreed both of us that we we're going to talk about it like in two years, for example. So I locked the, the the investment that she made. So I'm sure that if I increase my prices, for example, um, she's not she's not part of that. Like she still keeps that same that same agreement that we had now. Okay, so you just took your current rate and you just locked her grandfathered her in for the next few years. Exactly. Yes. Well, that was easy enough. <laughs> I'll be like, all right, you want me for life? It's this much per year for the rest of your life, no matter what is happening. Okay, got it. Hey, that's really cool. Really cool. Few people do that. Um, Startup Nation, I hope you got uh, as much value as I did uh, from Fabian. And um, she's just, she's telling us first off, like the first half was how to get featured, you know, in all these top platforms, like how she did it. And uh, I think it's, it's tactical. Um, you could definitely start doing that right now. And next, uh, she told us her top three ways that you can monetize your business and get over a hundred K. And I don't disagree with any of them. Um, I've had to do these in business. So Fabian, you're fabulous. You see, you see. Okay. And, uh, let's get into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I guess I am. I uh, know. Uh, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Ooh, freedom. What's your least favorite thing? Mm. Is there anything? There Come is? on. Oh, 
Come on. What do you not like doing in business? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't don't like having to find like people, um, you know, like to marketing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. For, to add in my team, for example, like I'm looking for someone to do some special oh. project and then I have to, you know, um, connect with all these people and ask all these questions. And then sometimes, you know, we try for a few days and see if it works out and all that stuff. So, yeah, that I don't like. Yeah. So you don't like the hiring process. It's <laughs> no. no fun. I've done it. Yep. Yep. What are you most afraid of? Afraid? Oh, um, my loved ones being hurt. That's a good one. I believe we're all struggling with something. It's just part of the human condition. Uh, What are you currently struggling with, either professionally or personally? Uh, I would say uh, self-doubt creeps in once in a while still. What do you do with it? I just go back to my facts. So my testimonials, you know, what I've done, my wins, and just like reassure myself that I've done something good. I think it's brilliant. Startup Nation, when your brain lies to you and tells you that you're a piece of crap and it's not going to work and nobody's going to pay you, just go back to the evidence of the people that love you and have paid for you to help them and look at the evidence. Evidence always will shut up your lying brain. Always. You just need enough of it. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Way too much time doing? Um... Oh, waiting before like getting back into like self-care. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we put ourselves last. What's up, people? What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear? Um, I guess that they don't like me. I like you. <laughs> Thank you. For what do you <laughs> <laughs> what do you wish you had learned sooner about in business? Oh, get a coach. Took me get, way too long. Get a coach, Startup Nation. Get a coach. Jeez, get a coach, would you? Come on, y'all need a coach. Get a coach. I'm having way too much fun today. I don't know what it is. You would think I, I was drinking early in the morning, but I didn't drink anything. I had my protein shake, four raw eggs in my shake, which scares a lot of people, but it keeps me happy. What is a new habit that you want to create? Um, I'm creating it now, like getting used to read Um, start my morning uh, reading 10 pages of a personal development book. Yeah, got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? Mm, Yeah, eating after like 10 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it kind of undoes the personal development in the morning, right? (laughs) Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, Happy, um, empathetic, and uh, fierce. Fierce. Wow. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Ooh, insecure. Um, unsure. And uh, doubting. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. And last question. If you could come back to life, Fabian, after you died, mm-hmm. look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything. What would you say to them? I would say you're enough as you are right now. Which was the big lesson you had to learn, right? Yes. Yeah, got it. And any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100,000 plus this year? 
because I'm all about relationships. I love this quote by Maya Angelou that says, people will forget what you say or what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. So whenever you connect with someone for, I don't know, a podcast feature that you want to have eventually or with a potential client or whatever, like make them feel as if they are the most important person on this planet and they'll never forget about you. Treat them like a piece of crap. They'll do the same thing. Whoa. Fabian, how did I make you feel today as a guest? Great. It was amazing. Yay. All right. Uh, tell Startup Nation how they could get in touch with you. You got any freebies for them? You got some programs? What do you got for them? Yes. So I have actually um, a free training and it's called the three pillars for a successful coaching business. And you can get it at FabianRafael.com. I was drinking water. I didn't okay. think you were going to complete so quickly. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so Fabian, uh, Raphael.com startup nation. Did you have as much fun as I just did? I hope so. If you didn't four raw eggs tomorrow morning, <laughs> that's your, that's your secret. All right, Fabian. Thanks for being on your first 100 K. I wish you God's love, peace and joy in your life. Thank you so much. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.